Radio Drome. And welcome to another week of Radio Drome. And I'm, pretend- uh, I'm pretending this is Masterpiece Theater. Yes. Smooth talking oldies all night long. <laughs> and I'm, I'm here. I'm going to be here all night taking dedications. Play Misty for me. No, no, no then you're getting creepy. <laughs> well, with me, that's a very easy thing to do. <laughs> well, and you got Jared there. Now, here, here's the thing, Brad. We got to do the Adam and Eve promo. But since Jared totally gimped it up last time he was on What the F, I'm not even going to ask Jared to participate in tonight's Adam and Eve promo. Yeah. Just, just you. Hey, Jared, I've gotten like four yeah, Jared, emails I'm that agreed. Ask you what you do with <laughs> hey, Jared, since that episode aired, I've gotten like four emails saying, yeah, you totally gimped it. Oh whatever, and four and four people translates to four million angry people. <laughs> <laughs> if you go by Nielsen ratings, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, Brad, leaving Jared out of this, AdamandEve.com. Have you heard about this great deal that they got going? I have. <laughs> <laughs> so Lloyd has. <laughs> Lloyd, quiet down. This isn't for cats. That's a whole different website. <laughs> But, it, Brad, if you go to adamandeve.com and use the promo code DROME, do you know what you get? What's that? You get 50% off of a single item. But not the, that. But that's not all. You also get free shipping. Do you want me Jesus to tell you crackers. more? Do you want me to tell you more? <laughs> do I ever? You also get three free DVDs. And that's not all. If you order right now, you'll also get a free mystery gift. Call now or go to the website, but I'm pretending to be an infomercial, so you know what I meant. <laughs> You're gonna love my nuts. Oh. And, and people are agreeing that I gimp that up. <laughs> How did I gimp that up, Jared? How did I gimp that up? I actually had all the correct information. Well, first of all, you said call now. Because it's supposed to sound like an infomercial. It's supposed to sound like an infomercial <laughs> where they have you call. Yeah, dude, who cares if you can't actually call them? <laughs> You'll notice I also didn't give a phone number, just a website, adamandeve.com, promo code DROME. <laughs> there was, I remember uh, that the the mystery gift reminded me, I remember, I, I can't remember what it was, but one of uh, the movies, uh, one of the short films that my friends and I did like 10 or so years ago or something like that, I funded by uh, selling the mystery box on eBay. What was like, in it? I don't, I don't know if you can still do this. In fact, I don't think you can. Maybe you can. I don't know. But back then, uh, they were a little more lenient on eBay. Could so be an aborted like, oh. fetus in there, for all you know. No, it was like uh, I would put down like it's the mystery box. Behold the mystery. Like it could be nothing, or it could be a brand new car. So like the picture, <laughs> the picture was a car with a question mark on it, and I don't know what I actually put in. I think I, I think I just put in like a blank tape or something like that. How much did uh, you get? And now you can fill in the mystery yourself on this blank tape. Oh, I, I don't know, but it was an obnoxious... I, I can't really remember, but it was an obnoxious amount. Well, because I remember eBay when they started cracking down, because, you know, they used to be a haven for bootlegs back when all this stuff was not available on DVD. And to get around it, people would get really slick. I used to do that, too. Yeah, they'd say, mm-hmm. you're buying the videotape, which has this episode of Dungeons & Dragons on it, which you can always record uh, over, but you're buying yeah. the blank videotape. 
So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm selling this DV- I'm selling this DVD case, which comes with a free DVD inside of it. It has a copy of Cruel Jaws inside, but you're just buying this great little clear jewel case with the scratches on it. Can you still do that nowadays? I don't know or- if they would crack down on that or not. Because, I mean, I don't know. It's the wording is pretty solid. I mean, here you're pay you're buying this case and I'm throwing in a free disc. I mean, that's that's solid. I mean, obviously you're tra- you're getting around legality issues with that, but it seems like it would be a decent defense. I, I heard rumors that back then people would actually pay loads of money for chewed up pieces of gum. I I, I saw one once that yeah. a celebrity chewed. Yeah, Jared, I saw one once. I don't know what it went for, but it was a balloon filled with William Shatner's farts. Yeah. um, (laughs) I don't know if that actually sold or not. Britney Spears chewing gum was on there. Um, One time I sold um, a cornflake that I drew Jesus on. (laughs) Um, Did you get another obscene amount? Times were a little hard back then. What can I say? So I drew Jesus on this thing. And I had a I had a magnifying glass and everything. It was really weird. Like and like the description I put was like uh it's like so there I was sitting there eating my bowl of cereal and I looked down. Oh my gosh, it's the son of God looking right up at me. Or like something something that I'm gonna go to hell for, but um <laughs> Well can, can... with eBay. I sold the mystery sock too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just a sock. I put like uh, I think I put some loose change in it or something like that. There you go. I couldn't. (laughs) Brad, Jared, you guys would not believe how much money I made selling bootlegs of War of the Worlds, the series, and Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon. Oh my god, I made obscene amounts selling VHS boots of those series. Oh yeah, yeah. Before it was on DVD, I may or may not. have sold numerous copies of Sallow. <laughs> this was before it was on DVD. You know, I, uh, I miss the old... Bo- may or may not have been. What? You know, I miss the old bootleg circuit. Now everyone just torrents everything. I kind of liked looking over people's lists and setting up trades and then that, that whole little feeling you get when, you know, you beat the FBI yet again. I kind of miss the old bootleg circuit. <laughs> That's something I, I wish would come time, back. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they still have it, but uh, eBay had like their adult section on it, and sometimes you could just peruse through there, and there'd be the funniest crap. Like one time, it was like it was a picture of a guy's <coughs> butt. It was like my ass was like the uh, the thing you're bidding on. I saw it. I was like, what could this possibly mean? I click on it, and it's like. <laughs> If you are the winning bidder, I will send you a tape of me doing whatever you want to my ass. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Well, first, but 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 Brad, think I, th- think about it. That's a pretty foolproof plan. Because what are you going to do? Complain that he didn't do what he said he'd do to his ass? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, I'm the winning bidder. What am I going to do to his ass? Uh, all right, I, I I see a I see a cat in the background. I want that cat's head in your ass. <laughs> Dear eBay, this seller did not shove a cucumber up in his ass as. St- 
did previously if, in the auction. Oh man, that, that, that's like, if, if you're going to do that, I'm pretty sure the line's not a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to pay for that, then... Well, because, I mean... Uh, Ginger Lynn, the porn star, when I was talking to her, still trying to set up an interview, she's got an auction site where, where porn stars sell the old dildos and things like that that they've used. You know, like dildo actually used by Seika. And, you know, you can pay 400 bucks for that. You know, to me, a dildo's a dildo. I don't understand why just because Seika stuck it up at her cooch that it would be worth more, but that's just me. I don't know. Don't you like owning a piece of uh, cinema memorabilia? Not like that. <laughs> Especially because know, it's would... unsanitary if it hasn't been washed, and exactly. if it has been washed, then what's the point? I don't care who's used it. I'm not going to buy a used dildo, <laughs> but I will <laughs> buy a dildo from AdamandEve.com. By you already gimped it up, Jared. Stop. You already gimped it. <laughs> well, you uh, uh, <laughs> just because you buy the unsanitized dildo doesn't mean you have to use it. <laughs> just so, put it in a glass case. I wonder what it would smell like after but all these years. Still, <laughs> It's like saying, it's like saying, ah, yes, here's my used dildo I bought for five hundred dollars. Yes, yes, it was used by Stephanie Swift. Uh, it smells weird. It's clearly been in someone's trunk for years. <laughs> right. By trunk, do you mean car trunk or trunk trunk? <laughs> what do you think I mean? <laughs> Exactly. And you know what we're doing right now, Brad and Jared? We're really pissing off one of our fans that hates when we ramble and don't get to the topic. Yes! Yes! <laughs> well, that's one of those things. That, all right. So, like, uh, uh, so I, I didn't see this comment, but, yeah, I guess someone's upset about the format and then we'll talk about a bunch of random things and eventually, you know, topic and, and stuff like that. So I guess, like, a fair I, – I figured people would pick this up by now just because – the title of the episode might say slasher films or whatever. It doesn't mean that we're going to get the, right into that it. That's the whole topic for the episode. I mean, there are some episodes where we see there is no topic. Right. We just ramble on about, well, about when, whatever, whenever I send you those, can make it tricky coming up with a title for the episode. Whenever I send you those, I just put random. Yeah. yeah. Like we didn't so talk about anything up. specific in this episode. Yeah, that I have to think. I have to, I listen to some of it and think of something. But yeah, it's pretty much yeah, it's a reform show, and then eventually, exactly. you know, we get to a topic. I mean, in our early in our early days, that's all they were were just random episodes that we yeah, have multiple pull stuff from like uh, yeah. the news sites or the uh, like horror news sites and and stuff like. That. Yeah. Um, and I wish because uh, last <laughs> week we were talking about, and I immediately. Uh, I immediately emailed you when I got home. Yes, I, I, I know exactly what you're going to talk about now. Last week, you know, the topic was uh, ch- was movie was movie trailers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, ones that ones that you know maybe show too much of the movie, ones that don't show anything from the movie, and you yeah. know stuff like that. And that was we recorded that the we recorded that the night that we went to the midnight about an hour before about an hour before you went to paranormal activity yeah yeah we stopped we stopped recording uh radio drum at 11 and i had to take off here to go to the theater to see paranormal activity 3 and i immediately wrote to you when i got home because i was like i wish i had seen this before we did that episode because seriously 80 percent of the stuff that's in that trailer is not in the movie at all like there are setups to some of it, but what it shows in the trailer, not in the movie. Like I, I, I understand like the teaser with the two girls playing Bloody Mary 
that's a teaser. I mean, that, that could have been a crapshoot whether or not that was going to be in the movie. I mean, the teaser for mm-hmm. the teaser for the second so, one. So wasn't that really wasn't in the movie. movie. Though they do play Bloody Mary in it, but it's not like that. No, um, it isn't the two little girls. It's the little girl and uh, one of the guys. Uh, friends. Well, and my, my Brad, my son went and saw it. And he said something like, "In the trailer, you see like the ghost in the mirror, but in the movie, you don't see the ghost, just the stuff it's doing." Or yeah, something like yeah. That? You don't see like you don't see like uh, the outline of some woman's body in the mirror. Um, they do it better. I mean, that's I'll give it. They do that sequence, that Bloody Mary thing, better in the movie than it was done in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But everything else, though, like uh, the girl jumping off that stair ledge, uh, throwing the water, and it hits the ghost, stuff like that. Not in the movie, like at all, and like. Uh, some people were saying, well, maybe that's just stuff that was shot for the trailer or something like that. It's like, okay, well, maybe, but that's that's really distracting. <coughs> that takes that really takes you out of the movie yeah. when it's done. You sit there and you're like, where was that scene? Where was that scene? I mean, I don't, I don't want to get on, in on the same topic again, but but yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> well, Brad, it also leads you to a conspiracy theory. Did they maybe do that on purpose? So on DVD, oh, look at all the scenes that you couldn't see in the theater, and that's where all the scenes are going to appear in the director's cut DVD version. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll be in they'll be in there somewhere. Or my other theory is, test audiences hated that movie, and it was severely re-edited right before release, which is a distinct possibility. It maybe I I I don't know, um, but it uh, um, I mean the movie was. Uh, I liked. I didn't like it as much as Noah did, but I liked it a lot better than Ebert did. My son um, said it was the best of the three. No, it's not. You know, honestly, it depends on. It, it didn't. It was the most fl- story-wise. It was the most flawed out of all of them. It depends on what you like most about those movies. If you like the fact that if you're just going, if you're just going to see it as a jump scare movie, someone jumps in the camera and yells "boo," somebody jumps out of the closet. And all of that, you're gonna have a good time. I mean, hell, I being in the large audience I was in, I had a good time. But um, did the last 15 minutes shake you for the rest of your life, like the trailer the said? Minutes are the last 15 minutes are really good. The last 15 minutes are the best part of the movie. But it was mostly, I mean, to me anyway, it was mostly it was mostly just jump scares. The movie was. It didn't. I mean, I like the other two movies. The other two movies had a very uneasy feeling of dread in them. This one really doesn't. I mean, it does kind of towards the end, but for the most part, I mean, not really. The ghost is just kind of messing with, like, pulling their hair and, and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. I Admittedly, admittedly, I might have nitpicked this one a lot more than the other ones, but there was a lot more stuff to nitpick. Well, actually, you're, you're leading us very, nicely. I was going to say, you're, you're leading us nicely into what our actual topic is tonight. Uh-huh. You know Franchises. what? I was going to say, somewhere there is somebody right now just skipping forward in the, in the episode. <laughs> All right. They're talking about eBay now, and uh, they're talking about uh, uh, dildos and whatever. <laughs> Paranormal Activity 3. I don't care. Well, because our topic tonight is franchises. So, Brad, yeah. l- let me ask you a question then. As uh, a franchise, how is Paranormal Activity 3? Or Paranormal Activity, I mean. As a franchise. Um, I liked the first two. The third one was okay. It was, you know, it was hard for me to wrap my brain around the third one. Um, just because by the time it comes around, it's hard for me to still buy the found footage stuff. This, I mean, I know it's a, I know it's a prequel, but 
but okay in order the it's movies, a prequel let's, prequel let's, it's a prequel yeah, prequel like i know it's a prequel but you're telling me that this same thing has happened three times and all three times it's been magically caught on camera and then and the and the guy in paranormal activity three is the same character not literally but might as well be the same character as the guy from the first one like it it, it was just stuff like that was really distracting to me about the third one Maybe I did over nitpick the thing, but uh, I I don't know. It was just stuff like that really bugged me about the third movie. Well, then hey, before we go in, there was deep... also too many scenes where I'm like, why the hell are they filming this? <laughs> hey, before we go in deep into our topic, did you guys see the new episode of Beavis and Butthead yet? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Brad, are, can you slap him for me, please? I, I want to hear a loud, audible smack. I watched it with Jerry. <laughs> I enjoyed it. No, I'm I'm just trying to piss off that fan. Oh. <laughs> but okay, so my question then is, since the whole topic is not specific franchises, but the difference between a franchise and a bunch of movies that take place together, and I think there is a difference. Do you think Paranormal Activity as a franchise was ever designed to be that? Do you think when they made the first film, they ever even thought... This will get a prequel someday. No, I think that... Uh, no, no, I, I don't think they probably expected it to get as big as it did. How much did the first one cost? Like $10,000? I, I, like I heard that? something like 7000 but yeah, somewhere in that area. Yeah, yeah, something like that. No, I don't, I don't think that... I mean, I, I don't know, but... Um, I mean, if I made a movie for $7,000, I would never dream that it would go on to make however millions of dollars that that movie made. Well, then, okay, what about this? What do you consider a franchise? Can you consider, like, the 2001-2010, since there's only two films there? Does that count, count as a franchise? Leaving out the Fright Night remake, Fright Night only has two movies. Does that count as a franchise with only two films? With only two films? Um, I don't, usually Small when I... Small franchise. I never really thought, I don't, I, I never really, uh, thought, I never really thought about that, but when I do think of the word franchise... I do think of something that at least has more than three movies. But uh, in the case of, like, Fright Night, they also had a comic book series that could count towards a franchise. Yeah, yeah, that's something like that. The yeah, 2001s yeah, had a, had numerous books that were that came afterwards. You could count that as a franchise. So I'm not You're sure... You're Josh if... Hadley. I would like to remind you that the book for 2001 Space Odyssey came out before the Stanley Kubrick movie. And it was called The Sentinel. Because <laughs> I have the book, the Ooh, the book has almost nothing to do with the movie, but that's that's a totally different topic. But like, would you consider Fright Night a franchise since there's now three films, counting the remake, and there was a comic book? Would that qualify as a franchise, or is that just a bunch of related materials? It's not a very big one. I don't know. I I consider that to be. I don't know. That I would consider to be just a bunch of related material. I guess the same. The same question would come to the Piranha movies. You had Piranha, Piranha Two, then you had the 1995 Piranha remake, and then the new Piranha remake. Do the two remakes count as part of a franchise, or is just Piranha One and Two? I don't know. I mean, do you can I count remakes as being part of a franchise? Because to me, a franchise would be something that has even if it's bad continuity like the Halloween movies, some sort of continuity with one another, whereas a remake, I would think, wouldn't. You know, To me, the Fright Night remake has no connection to Fright Night 1 and 2. 
Well, no, it's it's in a different continuity, but it's still part of the same franchise. It still has the franchise name. That's like, I still consider Wes Craven's new nightmare to be part of that franchise, even though it's outside of the continuity of the rest of the movies. Yeah. Well, and then Freddy vs. Jason goes back to the movie continuity in, bizarre, yeah, Freddy, in a bizarre yeah, Freddy vs. Jason does. Um, Although yeah, pisses- I, I can, I'd consider remakes to be part of a movie franchise. Yeah, I don't think that once it's outside of the continuity, that means it's not part of the franchise anymore. I, I don't think that at all. Uh, how about how about self? It, it's part of something that is a franchise. I don't know. Like I consider, I consider a friend. I, 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 I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure some people will probably have a different opinion of this, but. I mean, I never really thought about it up until now, but yeah, usually when I think of a franchise, I think of something bigger. I think of something with a lot of different movies and a lot of different tie-ins of the movie and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean... How about when two franchises come together? Does that form a third franchise, or is that still one, like Aliens and Predator? Are the Alien vs. Predators a, a new franchise, or are they a conglomeration of the Alien franchise and the Predator franchise? Well, Josh, when two franchises love each other very much, they want to get together. <laughs> that, that and then you get that, and then you get that, and then you get that drunken. One of those and Jared, then you get that drunken stork from all the old Looney Tunes cartoons that delivers the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, ma'am. I don't think. You're I don't think that. Let's take Freddy versus Jason for example, I think that that necessarily combines the two. I think that um, I think that Freddy vs. Jason just means it's part of the Elm Street franchise and it's also part of the Friday the 13th franchise. It doesn't mean that now Friday the 13th Part 3 is along there with Elm Street 3. Uh, I just think the movie goes in both franchises. You might actually call the verse versus movies a franchise in it of themselves. It's a trend. Um, True. There was supposed to be a Batman versus Superman. Whatever happened with that idea? It's the same thing that happened to the old Batman movie idea they were gonna do. <laughs> the bat, the one Batman idea they had, where like Kurt Russell was gonna be Batman, and then there was Batman Triumphant, where they were looking at getting Howard Stern to play Scarecrow. I remember hearing <laughs> about that. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> well, you, you know, that'll maybe be next week's topic. Pr- movies that never got made but should have. You know, because to me, one of the biggest would have been Oliver Stone's Planet of the Apes. I would have loved that. Oh, yeah. That would have been awesome. <laughs> would have been better than the Tim, Tim Burton crap we got. But, but okay, we'll, we'll save that till next week. That'll be next week's topic. Yeah. Movies that never got made but should have. But yeah. and we'll get into it a half hour into the episode. I'm actually oh, yeah. going to time it next week, a half hour. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find something to ramble about then. <laughs> but like, okay, how about a franchise that is not really even connected, like the of the Deads? You know, Night of the Living Dead, not really connected to Dawn of the Dead, which is not really connected to Day of the Dead, which is not really connected to Land of the Dead, yet they all kind of take place in a specific order in arguably the same world, yet yeah. they're totally disconnected other than the big picture. Does it, do Don't forget pa- Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> That's a parody. <laughs> they're, part of, they're part of the, yeah, yeah they're the same series of movies. Um, they're part of the same series of movies. Yeah, they don't have any, really, any... Uh, if we're talking, yeah, the four, not Diary and Survival. No, Diary uh, and Survival to me are a separate franchise because they have the plague starting in modern times. Yeah. Whereas yeah, the yeah. others at least kept 
I don't know, see, the timeline's all wonky, because Night of the Living Dead clearly is 1968, where it takes place. Dawn of the Dead is clearly the late 70s, yet they're only about a week into the plague. Yeah. So th- th- those kind of don't link up continuity-wise either. Well, I mean, if the in- if the intent is that they're supposed to link up continuity-wise, then then they do. It's it's flawed that there's obviously a lot of years between them, but but if the intent was that they are, then they are. Which is uh, one thing that I really liked about the 1990 remake. Yeah, you'll notice outside of a, just a couple of tiny references. There's nothing that says that that takes place in 1990. Barbara is portrayed as kind of a giveaway of. But but, but uh, I mean, like like when they're in the house, the phone is old, the oh, truck yeah. is old, the TV is old. Uh, even when they get into the hillbillies rescuing him at the end, it's all old equipment. There's nothing oh, yeah. that screams 1990 over this, and I yeah, really yeah. liked how Savini did that. Me too. I really like that movie a lot. I loved uh, that film. Yeah, me me too. But uh yeah, I I would definitely consider uh uh the first four movies there to be to be to be uh a, their own series of movies. Yeah. But I mean it's it's kind of like uh it's more or less like an anthology series really. I mean they're they're all really their own stories. They're just taking place in the same they're taking place in the same universe, but they have their own characters, their own stories and and everything. Okay, what about franchises it's that occupying the world? What about franchises that are literally anthologies, not only of themselves but of the other movies in the franchise, like Heavy Metal? Uh-huh. You know, Heavy Metal and Heavy Metal Two Thousand. Besides the fact that the word Heavy Metal is in both titles, there's absolutely no relation whatsoever to those two movies. I never saw. I never saw Heavy Metal Two Thousand. It sucks. Don't. That's what. That's what I heard. <laughs> Michael Ironside is is the voice of the villain, so that's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool, at least. <laughs> but but he gets taken down by Billy Idol. I'm oh. serious. <laughs> Billy Idol plays another villain. Bathe with my daughter and rub suds on her silky boobs. <laughs> that was a better sequel to Heavy Metal, that <laughs> South Park episode. All right, how about how about franchises that where the sequel is a pseudo remake, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers? From the original to the remake, they Philip Kaufman specifically included the scene with Kevin McCarthy still ranting at people about the pod people, and he said that he meant that to make it a sort of sequel. Idiot control me. Well, it's sort of like yeah. Well, it's it's sort of like I said earlier. Yeah, I, I consider I consider remakes to be part of the franchise, to be part of that brand name. So. I mean, are you asking me if I think that a remake is like a sequel? Or? Well, you've got the ones like that, or like even Evil Dead 2. Yeah. I've heard so many people say that that's not a sequel, it's a remake, which I disagree with. I think it's a sequel that spends the first half of it being a remake and then goes into really new material. Yeah, that's how I always looked at Evil Dead 2, because the first 10, 15 or so minutes of it really sum up what happened in the first one. I mean, decreasing it down to two people instead of a group, but really like because they redo that final shot from the end of Evil Dead so I always looked at it as in okay the sequel starts where that from the very end of the first one ends it just had, it's just really a really extended recap sort of yeah that's that's how I that's how I always looked at Evil Dead too well what about when a franchise is never meant to be do you think it's it's really obvious to tell when they don't plan on more movies yet they get made like say Friday the 13th 
When yeah. they made Friday the 13th, they never had any thoughts of a Friday the 13th Part 2. Sean Cunningham has admitted that. They only yeah. started doing that after the box office returns came in. The Blair Witch Project. See, to me, I, I don't even really consider 2 a sequel. But, and keep in mind, you know, we, we're not going to get into it again over the fact that I liked it and you didn't. So, 2 is almost a parody of the first film. It's It spends a good time making fun of the first film, and the fact that the first film is a film in 2 kind of takes it out of any kind of even related continuity, doesn't it? It's called Blair Witch 2, so I'm calling it a sequel. I mean, Human <laughs> Centipede 2 does the same exact thing. It's a sequel. Whether or not it takes place in whatever universe, whatever, it's you can go different directions with sequels, and that went the meta route. It's still a sequel. Well, then, how about the sequels like the Dirty Harry franchise? Yeah. Where all of them are standalone movies. If you've oh, never yeah. seen any of the other Dirty Harry movies, with the exception of the Deadpool, that sort of requires you to... A lot of the jokes are built around what's happened in the other films, like you know the fact that he doesn't want a new partner and the fact that he's racked up all these wrecked cars and stuff. Yeah, so, sort of the Deadpool, the movies are all independent. You wouldn't believe how many people don't realize that those are all Dirty Harry movies. They think they're just Clint Eastwood movies. They don't <laughs> well, know they're and, a part of a also, franchise. I can, think of a, I can only think of a couple of times where some, in, in terms of, of them being like standalone movies, I can, think of, I can really only think of a couple of times where one referenced, other than the whole partner thing, uh, where one referenced... Uh, an event from the other one. Scorpio is referenced in Deadpool, and in Magnum Force, his partner from Dirty Harry is referenced. And there's one of them where he mentions problems with the mayor again, because the mayor, he had problems with him in Dirty Harry. Yeah. I think it was in 3 he mentions, are you actually going to listen to me this time, or something like that? Uh-huh. So, it's yeah, it's little sly references, but if you, the only Dirty Harry movie you see is The Enforcer, or Magnum Force you're not going to be lost at all in the story, and you'd never know that there was a previous movie or another movie afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, there's a lot of movies. There's a lot of uh, movies like that. You can look at, uh, you know, movies in the James Bond franchise, and you don't, some, most of them, you don't have to have seen any of the other movies. Well, I guess a perfect example, what, what Mad Max movie did you see first? The first one. I saw the first one first. Okay, see, I saw the Road Warrior first, and you know how they, you know how they do that recap at the beginning of Road Warrior. I really thought that was just a, this is the character's backstory in five minutes. At the point, gotta remember, I was like eight years old. I never even had a concept that there was a whole movie that took place before the Road Warrior. Oh yeah. Now I I think I saw Road Warrior. If you haven't, you need to. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's been. I know we talked about it. Did, uh, it. It was the one with the truck that the cab became a helicopter. No, that was this TV series, The Highwayman. Oh, okay, okay. The Road yeah, Warrior. Mel, Mel Gibson, post-apocalyptic. Just walk yeah, away, Brad. Just walk away. Away from the gasoline. <laughs> just walk away. I, I, a lot of my dad was the same way when when uh, Road Warrior came out and didn't realize that uh, that that it was a sequel. Most people did see Road Warrior before they saw Mad Max. I actually I I actually saw Mad Max the first one first. Uh, it was again when I was a kid. I see. I, I, my, uh, dad, video, my dad my dad took me to the drive-in. Our video store had all three of them. See, I I went to the drive-in because you got to remember with that one because Mad Max had not come out theatrically in America yet. Yeah, and the and 
Road Warrior was released as Mad Max 2 in all other parts of the world except, in, except uh, for here. Except for here <laughs> in Canada. So they tried to sell it because people aren't going to go see a sequel to a movie they've never heard of, right? Yeah. So we sell it as a standalone movie. And that's how I saw it. I saw it at the drive in in 1982. Yeah. So I had no idea there was this movie called Mad Max that had never come out yet, hadn't premiered on cable. <laughs> Well, and then you have other ones that... Do you consider a TV series uh, that uses the same character, even if they use different actors, to be part of the franchise if the TV series ignores the continuity of the movie? Yeah, yeah, I do. Because, like, Buffy, they they pretty much... You know, Joss Whedon's been very open about the fact that basically the Buffy movie does not take place in continuity of the series. Karen Sisko... They've outright said "out of sight" did not happen in this co- in the continuity of the TV series. Uh huh. You know, so really, is that part of the same franchise? Yeah, yeah, it is. Even just so- just because it ignores the continuity doesn't mean it's part of a different franchise. It's like it's like I said earlier. Like, still considering <coughs> uh, something like Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Like, that's part of the franchise, even though it doesn't follow the same continuity as, as the movies. So so yeah, it's part of that. It's part of that brand name. If it follows, if it doesn't. If it doesn't follow the same continuity, well, fine. That's that's fine. But I, um, but it's still part of that that name. I said, well, I was going to bring up Stargate, but that actually kind of follows the same continuity. It just picks up where the movie left off. Right. Yeah. I, I, you could really look at the Stargate movie as really a really expensive pilot yeah. for the TV yeah. show. <laughs> when you really get out, it's just a really really expensive, overdone pilot. Yeah. With better actors. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mind the guy that played um, uh, James Spader's character on the TV show, but he's not Spader, so... Nobody is James Spader. Exactly. I loved Spader in that. He was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I loved James Spader. I love James Spader in anything. But, or, okay, Brad, Don't then... get MacGyver. I'm trying to. Yeah, Richard Anderson. Richard But, okay, Jer- Brad and Jared, let's go back to a really early episode. Now, I think this is before Jared rejoined this show. So this might be new to him. What about okay? You got the Karen Cisco and Out of Sight franchise, but with the Ray Nicolette character played by Michael Keaton in Out of Sight and playing the same character in Jackie Brown, uh-huh. does that make Jackie Brown part of the Karen Cisco Out of Sight franchise? It makes it part of the same universe. I don't know. I mean, you're getting. I mean, that's that's getting into a whole different into like I don't. By at this point, I mean, it's really just one's opinion on how they just view things and it's what one person says isn't necessarily fact and and isn't necessarily fact but the way that I look at it like it's at least part of the same universe <laughs> I don't know if that makes it part of the same franchise I, I, I don't know uh, uh, that, that, that's open for interpretation and debate but it's it's part of the same continuity, at least. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. We're supposed to be debating here. That's kind of the point. We're supposed to be debating whether... You know, it, it goes to Reservoir Dogs and True Romance. The yeah. character of Alabama, even though she doesn't appear in Reservoir Dogs, is so, is totally clearly referenced as a character that exists in the Reservoir Dogs continuity. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, that that doesn't really make one a spinoff of the other. That's just kind of, that's just kind of a reference. Um, okay, then you just brought up spinoff. That's a great seg into how about the scanners? 
Because you've yeah. got Scanners 1, 2, and 3. Then they spun off Scanner Cop and Scanner Cop 2. Yeah. Is, are the, is the Scanner Cop movies part of a new franchise, or are they part of the Scanners franchise? I sort of look at franchises being like, um, so kind of? Well, because Scanner Cop was actually, I have a VHS release of it called Scanners 4, Scanner yeah. Cop. And then, I know that's a rarer version, it was released mass as just Scanner Cop. Yeah. It was like they were trying to make a spin-off series after they decided, you know, we've already gotten to four, people kind of stop buying sequels once they get this high. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people want to consider that part of the same franchise. That's fine. Uh, it's 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 part of the same name. And it's, it's, like, it's like I just said, I sort of look at, I sort of equate franchise to being like a a brand name. So, yeah, yeah, if it's a spin-off, then... Sure. All right. Well, what about what about like uh, the Crank movies? Again, there's only two. Or is is there a third one? Is there a third Crank? No. Okay, maybe that's something that they're making. I, I've heard some rumors. I couldn't remember. But like, the, the, I the, hope so. Or, or or the Transporter. How many are those? Are there two or three? three. Trans- there's there's three. three. And now they're making the TV series, so you can yeah. officially call the Transporter a franchise at this point. Correct? Yeah. 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 I would. You know, and then. You you've got the other in name only franchises like the Dungeons and Dragons movies, all absolutely <laughs> yeah. unrelated except for the fact that they all have Dungeons and Dragons in the title. Yeah. So is that like a is would you call that a franchise or is that just a banner that these really unrelated movies happen to be appearing under? Well, they both have the uh, same actor uh, as the bad guy. Do that. Is, is, Bru- is Bruce Payne him. in the second Dungeons and Dragons? Huh? Is Bruce Payne the villain in the second one? Blue lips, I because th- he he gets pretty clearly killed in the first D and D movie. Wait, maybe maybe it's not him then. So Bruce Payne dies, and okay. Jeremy Irons dies in that too. Although he'd already chewed so much scenery, he weighed four times what he did prior when he <laughs> started that movie. Um, it's yeah, they're part of the same series at least. I mean, it, it, it's it's honestly by that point you get you, it comes down to intent. Was it intended to be a Dungeons and Dragons movie? Yes. Okay, then it's part of that series. Uh, but then you can you get into then you get into other stuff like uh, something that was clearly not written, filmed, or made to be a sequel, but has a sequel name slapped on it when it goes on video, like uh, the Silent Eight, Night, Deadly Night four and five. Yeah, and uh, um, Eight Millimeter Two, um, Hellraiser you know, five through eight. Well, those still have Pinhead in them and are still part of the Hellraiser series, but technically, um, I- I'm talking, I'm talking, ab- I'm talking about something like, okay, yeah, for instance, Eight Millimeter Two, which was a a thriller called The Velvet Side of Hell, and was written and made as that, but when it went on video, whoever distributed the thing just slapped Eight Millimeter Two on it. Okay, speaking of Nicolas Cage, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. It was not made as a bad lieutenant movie at all until the distributors yeah. got that movie and decided, well, we can kind of put this as a franchise slash remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or how about ones that, while you can technically say they were made as a sequel, only you know, there's no actors in common, no story elements in common, but they give one character the same name as the character in a first film. Like, <laughs> um, did you know? And I'm saying this to the audience. Did you guys know Star Crash had a freaking sequel? Starcraft? 
Star Crash. <laughs> you, you know the Carolyn Monroe Joe Spinell yeah, movie? I know, yeah, I know the movie. Did you know that there's a sequel to that? Um, what was the? Not that, not that I can recall. It's called Escape from Galaxy Three. Oh, okay. It's an Italian movie made by the same producers, different director and everything, and Corman wasn't involved. And the main character is a very Caroline Monroe lookalike named Stella Starr, which was the name Caroline Monroe's character was in Star Crash. So would that really make Star Crash a franchise then? Because the movie's unrelated to Star Crash in every way, except for the fact that the main character's name is Stella Starr. Is it supposed to be the same character, or does she just have the same name? It's one of those ones where it's kind of weird. They, don't, they never reference anything. She doesn't have any of the, the same personality quirks. It's really hard to say, because you know with Italian rip-off cinema, yeah. sometimes that's intended, sometimes it's not. Yeah. I'm really not sure if Escape from Galaxy 3 is an official Star Crash sequel, but some alternate titles it went under was Star Crash 2, were some of the alternate video titles it had. You know, uh, interesting. Go- uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters only has two movies, but they had the cartoon and the games yeah. and the comic books. You would oh, yeah. you would that... still call Ghostbusters a franchise, right? Oh, of course, of course. If it's just two standalone movies, I I don't know, but um, but yeah, well, you got two movies like Ghostbusters and all and all the stuff that that ties into it and everything like that. Oh yeah, that is that is clear as day a uh, a movie franchise. All right, how about ones like uh, you brought up films that were not made as part of the franchise? The last two Amityville movies were not made. They were just possessed object movies, and then after the fact, they went and looped dialogue in to have like a line or two reference to the previous Amityville movie. Yeah. You, there's a, there's another one. The Asylum is putting out an Amityville movie. Because I honestly don't even know how much... Let's see, I've got Amityville, Amityville 2, The Possession, 3D, 4, 1992, and The New Generation. I'm not sure if I have all the Amityville movies. I'm not sure if there's another one in there or not. Let's see, there's Amityville 1 through 4, 1992, It's About Time, uh, Dollhouse, The Amityville Curse... The remake. Oh, um, gee, I, I'm I'm missing the curse thing because the only other one I've got besides one through four and ninety two is Amityville: A New Generation. Curse sucks ass. Hank worked on the New Generation when he built all the haunted clock props. Oh, that's cool. He he he's got, still got some of them in his basement. Oh, right on. Yeah, curse was awful. The uh, well, the the thing with the Amityville movies, uh, Jared, is that like uh. They're, they suck mostly. Well, I, I like the first two. The thing with, is that anyone can, since it's the name of a town, anyone can make an can really make an Amityville movie legally. They can they can make like a horror movie, just slap Amityville on there. No one owns the rights to the name of a town. Oh, you, uh, Brad, you know what I, I want to see? Know that's that. why. You know what I want to see with that? Whenever I saw Amityville, it always made me think of Amity from Jaws. I want to yeah. see a cursed shark from Amityville. Yeah. That would be cool. The Amityville Shark. That would be awesome. And uh, I, pr- I probably just gave Roger Corman an idea. Well, if this series <laughs> is going to jump the shark, it was actually put a shark in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can literally jump it with the haunted the, clock. Yeah. The, uh, the <laughs> Asylum, yeah. They, they, got, they got an Amityville movie coming out. Uh, um, the, I think it's called The Amityville Haunting. There's a picture of the house. Oh, or God. The, the, there's a picture. Well, it's supposed to look like the house on uh, on the cover and it 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 reads like it's going to be a found footage movie. Oh god. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah, we got a bigger jaws. 
I'll I'll watch it. I'll I'll watch I'll watch the movie, but it sounds stupid. All right, <laughs> we, we got about ten minutes left. All right. Some okay. other some other franchises that I'm going to question whether they're franchises, i.e. either two movie ones, are The Hidden, 1 and 2, and Psycho Cop, 1 and 2. They each only have two movies, and they don't have any comic books or spinoffs or anything. Would Psycho Cop really be a franchise? Would The Hidden really be a franchise? If there's only two movies involved in it. Yeah, and that's it. And no outside materials. No comic books. Like, you know, at least Fright Night had the comic books and things like that. Just two movies, and that's it. I don't know. Uh, I think if you, if you make two movies, then you've established the franchise. You know, because one movie... One movie isn't enough, no. but if you've got but if you've got two movies, then you've at least established it. Yeah, it probably never went anywhere after that. But I yeah, I see what you're saying there. You have a semblance of what could be a franchise, but it, it depends on. I honestly, it depends on how you consider a franchise to be. When I think of one, I think of something bigger than just than just two movies and no outside material beyond that. And I guess that doesn't necessarily mean that I'll tell somebody that they're wrong if they consider two movies to be a franchise. It's just I think bigger when I hear that word. So... Oh, well, yeah. So, okay. yeah, I mean, I, I really kind of agree with what you said. Like, if it's two movies, like you are saying, The Hidden and... Uh, Psycho Cop. Uh, Psycho Cop. Um, and Psycho Cobb, you yeah, you at least have a semblance of something that could be a bigger series. Especially Psycho Cop to Psycho Cop Returns ended with him getting away. They could have made another one. Well, and then uh, I just looking at my video shelf, I thought of another movie or another franchise that had a, a movie that was made totally unrelated. Extra Three. <laughs> Extra Three. Oh, yeah. Watch the skies was not made. I mean, at least Extra Two was linked to the events of the first Extro. Extro 3 was just a standalone movie made like 10 years later, and they said, well, we own the rights to this franchise. Let's yeah. just slap a, a... you know." They didn't even call it 3. It's just Extro. Watch the skies. There was one movie I was looking at doing because the title made me laugh. I was looking at doing it as an episode. It was released to theaters in, I don't know, 79, 80, somewhere around there, as... Uh, the day after Halloween. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with Halloween whatsoever. No, nothing. Not even that it doesn't have anything to do with the movies. Not like because I would expect that, but it doesn't have anything to you do, do with, with the holiday. Days. With the holiday, there isn't even anything in it that is that indicates that it's even taking place in November. Like just just nothing like that. And so I looked at it. I looked at this movie. I, I think the real title for it's like Snapshot or something like that. Uh, I think I think that's what it's called. But I kind of looked at it, and there's at least some stuff I made fun of there, like with it being released called the Halloween. But the movie itself is like just a movie. But I think it's about a photographer who gets stalked by someone. Yeah, or, it's it was so clearly a cash in title. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Totally. That that made me laugh. That made me laugh when I saw it. I just wish it sounded like a more interesting movie. Well, I've got a couple of questions for you in our last couple of minutes. Then about a couple of franchises that I honestly don't know how many films are in the Corey Haim Watchers movies. I've uh, got I've got one and two. Are there more of those? Oh, that I couldn't tell you. Because the biggest one I can think of in terms of movies and how the and 
the number after them is witchcraft. I think there's 13 of those. Uh, there's a new one coming really? out. There's a new one coming out. I think there's a 14th on its way. Oh, thank God. No, I'm thinking of Witchboard. Yeah, Witchboard's only got th- three. I've got one yeah. through three on VHS. Yeah. But then the other one would be Waxwork. I've got one and two. Is there a third Waxwork movie? I don't know. I don't know if there is or not. Okay, then I'm asking the audience. How many Watchers movies are there and how many Waxworks movies out there? Because I'm probably pretty sure I'm going to be surprised when people tell me there's like seven Watchers movies or something, and I didn't know there was any past two. You could just type up IMDb. Jared, (laughs) it is much more fun to get the audience. Why are you such... Why do you gimp up everything? (laughs) I'm trying to get the audience involved. Do you not see what I'm doing here, Jared? I see what you're doing, but I, it, there's... Okay. It's his, his new phrase, gimp up. <laughs> gimp up. Yeah. Hey, waiter, you gimped up the check on my uh, dinner. Because, <laughs> oh, by the way, Jared, I don't know if you listened to that WTF. I left in all that stuff about me making fun of you gimping it up, too. That's cool. I left all that in. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, in our last couple of minutes, let's let's quick sum it up. A franchise, good or bad, when you come down to the quality of movies. When you're making movies to just make another movie as a franchise, does that really kill the creative process of making a goddamn movie? It sort of takes away, and of course this isn't the case with all of them, but it certainly takes away a level of risk. A level of risk, a level a le- bleh, a level of... Uh, wanting to try new things go in a different direction something like that you can as one goes on it, they they can sort of find their comfort zone and really not go too far beyond that or, or anything they kind of give you what you think you're going to get or what you're expecting to get not that all of them do that but they they sort of yeah they sort of just sort of give you what you're for and that takes away that takes away a lot of the risk the wanting to take chances out of out of some of them do you get disappointed when a film is set up for a sequel that never happens because the film failed does that ever disappoint <laughs> uh, you where you just went oh I wish they'd made another one of these sometimes yeah sometimes it's sometimes it's out of sometimes it can be out of like pure just masochism on my part like like me thinking like oh man i i totally wish they they made another battlefield to earth i would be there opening day i gotta see that monstrosity you know stuff like stuff like that no i i, I mean i mean more ones that are set up for it like uh babylon ad ones that are okay yeah ones. i've been conquering worlds since- <laughs> yeah ones that are yeah yeah i I don't. Yeah, yeah. I get disappointed about stuff like that sometimes. If it's whether it's something that's legitimately good or whether it's something that like, oh man, I want to see how worse it could get or <laughs> something like that. You know. So you get disappointed that when, when that happens. All right. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. Next week, we'll tackle the movies that we want to see but never got made. Where can Battlefield we- Earth Two? <laughs> I want to see Jaws Three People Zero. I really wish that had gotten made. I know, right? That would have been awesome. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. That, that's next okay. week. Otherwise, we could go on for another hour. So you can find me at 1201beyond.blogspot.com or email me at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Nobody cares how to get in touch with Jared, so how do we get in touch with Brad? <laughs> the cinemasnob.com. <laughs> All right, Jared, go. 
I'm so heartbroken. At yahoo.com. <laughs> hey, Brad, I'm, t- I'm actually surprised you didn't do a, leave Jared alone. Leave Jared alone. Leave him alone. I would have if it was three years ago. <laughs> so, all right, we've already rambled on enough. Good night. Oh. <laughs> Ready? Rotate.